Welcome, dear listener, to Ponderland. It's been quite a while since I recorded one of these. I can't remember when the last one was. I think it was early into the new year, so probably the first week of January. It is the 27th of February, February 2024. February. Despite it being my birth month, it is a devilishly tricky word to pronounce, don't you think? February. Uh, Some people say February. Some people say it really quickly and just say February. February. Anyhow, that is not what I wanted to fixate upon in this episode. So where to start? What's been going on since the first week of January? Unfortunately, war is still going on. Uh, Of the many wars that are taking place and the many conflicts that are taking place in the world, the two most prevalent on my news feed, and this may be different depending on where in the world you happen to be, but the two that get the most coverage in the press in Northern Ireland, in the United Kingdom, in Ireland the war in Ukraine and the war in the Middle East. I'm not sure the word war really is the right word for the conflict in Gaza because on one side you have an industrial military complex that are able to rain down thousands and thousands of tons of missiles and bombs on what is a largely civilian population. And within that civilian population, you do have Hamas, who do not have an industrial military machine. So it doesn't feel much like a war. It certainly feels a little one-sided. I'm not saying Hamas shouldn't be destroyed. They're absolutely... Well, it's very hard to destroy something like Hamas. We need to find peace. We need to find peace. Peaceful. Anyone who says there is an alternative to a peaceful two-state solution is, in my view, clearly wrong. There absolutely 100% needs to be a ceasefire immediately because you can raise that part of the world to the ground and you will not destroy Hamas. That's just not how it works. While the intent might be noble enough in its aspirations, it's impossible to do such a thing. And all that's happening is that more and more civilians are being displaced, murdered, butchered, brutally treated. The scenes coming out of Gaza are so depressing. What's happening there is clearly wrong and clearly needs to stop. It has to stop immediately. Same for Ukraine. I'm actually really worried about that one now because the press here are reporting today that Putin might actually be gearing up for a conventional full-scale war with the West, with NATO. And Sweden 
are joining or have joined NATO now, which has kind of doubled NATO's border with Russia, which is exactly the sort of thing that Putin said he was trying to prevent by invading Ukraine in the first place. So look at how that worked out. Hmm? There is a government in Northern Ireland again, where I am. There hasn't been one here in about two years. And there's a government now, which is cool. It's always always nice to be governed. Always nice to have somebody working for you. I hope they're working for us. Haven't seen much sign yet, but I'm sure we'll get there. And in what should be really good news for this place, this little corner of the earth, is the development of a new stadium in West Belfast. The redevelopment of an existing stadium, I should say, Caseman Park. Caseman Park has been in a state of ruin and dilapidation now for the best part of a decade, if not longer. Longer, actually. In fact, I can't remember the last time I went to see a football match in Caseman Park. It's a Gaelic football stadium, but it's being redeveloped and is going to be used to facilitate the UK and Irish staging of the European Football Championship in 2028. So it's a magnificent thing to have a stadium in Northern Ireland that's capable of hosting such an event. Yet, unfortunately, it seems to have become, as all things seem to be, in this little small part of the world divisive so some people are saying it shouldn't be built it's too much money we shouldn't have a Northern Ireland football stadium in West Belfast and other people are saying and I'm one of them by the way get her built get her built I'm going to take a break and I'm back. So one of the perks I I did get quite good perks in my in my line of work. But one of the perks that I recently got was a one year subscription to the meditation app Calm. And it is quite frankly brilliant. It is a great app with some great stories and soundtracks and stuff like that for helping you meditate. But I've been using it to help me sleep. And can I just say that Matthew McConaughey is a wonderful storyteller. God, that guy can put me to sleep. The latest... Well, the only story I've actually listened to him tell, I hope he tells more than one, I must actually check that out. But the latest story, the only story that Matthew McConaughey delivers that I've listened to is one called Wonder. And his soothing, soft Texan drawl 
is brilliant. So there you go. If you haven't checked out Cam or Matthew McConaughey's rendition of Wonder, then I suggest you check it out. Which leads me nicely into the fact that True Detective Season 4 has finished now. And, spoiler alert if you haven't watched it, despite the fact that it alludes to Matthew McConaughey's character from Season 1, he actually plays no part whatsoever in Season 4. Season 4 was enjoyable, if not a little scattered and what i mean by that is it left a lot of loose ends so there was a few things that happened without going into too much detail that just really didn't seem to get picked up again and there's a cool website called screen rant and if you check out screen rant then you will be able to think i've got 25 things that weren't answered in True Detective Season 4. 25 things that were started but never paid off. I'll be right back. It's extremely rare and usually exists for just 142 billionths of a second. What is it? What am I talking about? Well, it can only be positronium. And that is not something I have just made up, although it is something that I only learned about for the first time last week. Where did I learn about positronium? Well, the BBC, on their science pages. Positronium can apparently generate huge amounts of energy. It can also shed light on antimatter. And studying it could revolutionise physics, cancer treatment, and maybe even space travel. The elusive substance has been almost impossible to analyse because its atoms move around so much, but scientists recently developed a workaround to that problem, which is to freeze it with lasers. So physicists are apparently now in love with positronium. It is the perfect atom to do experiments with antimatter and this unlocks a whole new field of study so that's very exciting and amongst all the things that aren't very exciting just going back to what i said at the beginning about this potential all-out war between russia and nato surely that can't do anybody any good whatsoever and two years ago because it has been two years now since russia invaded ukraine I remember saying to my wife two years ago, I said, do you know something? If there is going to be a world war, I hope it happens now so that our kids are young enough to avoid it. But I'm getting a bit tense. My eldest is now 13. He's growing up quickly. They're all, they all are. And should this conflict come to pass and should it be a big conventional all-out war, then my fear would be that my kids could end up on the battlefield and I'm sure there's no parent is particularly relishing the idea of their kids ending up on a battlefield in Europe as if we haven't learned these lessons from the past. It's not like it's not well documented how these things tend to 
do nobody any favours. The only thing I suppose that comes from war that's any good is attend. we tend to get technology boosts. We're, we're, we're often forced into learning things quickly on the battlefield, which then in turn has other real-world applications. But, you know, I, I, I think I'd rather wait for the technology rather than go into a big war. I would like to see everybody maybe focus on positronium positively rather than go to war negatively. And the space travel side of things, I was wondering what positronium might mean for that. So I went to the end of the article and where they talk about the applications for positronium or the research into positronium. So some applications are medical imaging, cancer treatments, and it could be used as a means of propelling spacecraft close to the speed of light, making interstellar travel feasible in the far future. Interstellar, a great movie starring a certain Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey seems to be just related to everything that I'm talking about. Well, with the exception of war. See, Matthew McConaughey strikes me as the peaceful sort. As the sort of guy who could prevent a war. So, with six degrees of separation, I'm going to ask you, assuming somebody is listening to this, to talk to someone and have them talk to someone and have them talk to someone until they're talking to Mr. McConaughey. And number one, thank him for just being the guy he is. Number two, thank him for that story, Wonder. I think I'll listen to it again tonight, should I be struggling for some Zs. And three, petition him to prevent the next war. It's cold here where I am. It's miserable. It's raining. You might say, yes, well, you're in Ireland. It's always raining. Well, okay, but it didn't rain there for a couple of days and I was kind of enjoying that. The sun has come out a little in the last couple of days. I look forward to more sunshine and I hope that wherever you are, that you are at peace, not at war, possibly watching something or listening to something starring Matthew McConaughey, and that the sun is shining brightly, and that you are well. Thank you for listening. See ya. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Ponderland. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. To contact the show, you can send us an email, hello at ponderland.life. You can also follow us on Twitter at ponderlandlife. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and most other places where you consume your podcasts. Thank you.